You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about salads and healthy living. And uh, with me today are two of the leaders of the Salada chain, which is out of Texas. Um, And welcome Julie Davis and Michelle Bythewood. Um, So tell me a little bit about your roles um, and how you came to the chain first before we'll get into you know, what, what they actually are. Okay, great. Um, well, this is Michelle. Uh, I am the president of the Salada brand, and I've been here now for six years. I've been in the president's role for four of those. And I, I actually came to the concept as a consultant and have the opportunity to spend about a year as a consultant, which I tell everyone is great if you have the opportunity to do that, because I got to see how the company functioned. And, and when they offered me a permanent position, I, I jumped at it. So just absolutely love the brand. And Julie? I am Julie Davis, the Vice President of Franchise Development. I have been here for uh, a little over a year. I think somebody said 15 months. It's just time has flown. Um, I found um, Salada as a customer first. So uh, when the opportunity came um, to join the brand um, under Michelle's leadership, I jumped at it as well. So I see this concept as just being so scalable. Um, it can fit into everybody's lifestyle. So for me, um, in franchise development, uh, knowing that it was just a really sellable product um, and popular it just makes my job even more fun. Great. So let's, you know, tell me about the concept, what it is, um, and, you know, kind of how it fits in with a lot of how people are living their lives right now. So we are born and bred in Houston, Texas. This is our 17th year. And I would describe us as a fully customizable, made-to-order salad concept. Uh, We have over 50 fresh toppings, fruits and vegetables. We have a plethora of lean proteins from chicken to turkey to steak to falafel, um, just really anything that you would want. And then we make our dressings uh, small batch, uh, in-house. We have 11. Uh, fresh dressings with only the freshest um, whole ingredients. So it's a really fully customizable concept. And it's an experience when you come in and and about 75% of our guests actually still come in our restaurants Mm -hmm. because they want to walk down that long line of of beautiful fruits and vegetables and pick exactly what they want. And we're different than other concepts in that we don't weigh the product. If you come in and you say, you know, I want tomatoes, but I want three scoops of tomatoes, we allow you to do that. So it truly is customizable. And I think that's what makes us stand out from our competitors. Yeah. So, you know, pretty much what what you were just talking about, you know, is, is there are a lot of people in the space now, um, you know, which I I guess is good, you know, for, uh, for people in the United States who want to, you know, eat particularly this time of year, everybody's more concerned with eating a little bit healthier. Um, So, who, I guess, do you assess to be your competition? Um, and in other ways, how are you, how do you compare? Um, and, um, you know, and what, what is it that, you know, keeps people coming back? I think in, in general terms, it's we are competitors or healthy concepts. When we asked our guests who they felt our competitors were, interestingly enough, they will say concepts like, 
uh, Chipotle and Chick-fil-A because it's that healthy halo. Um, but, you know, we, we also look, of course, at the other big salad players in, in the market, um, the chops and sweet greens of the world. But I truly believe that we're unique from them in that we're fully customizable. And we've been that from day one. And, and I, the last couple of years, you've heard that's the big trend is to be, you know, have this customization. And we've been doing that from day one. So um, but we also like to say salad how you feel, because eating healthy and eating fresh fruits, vegetables, whatever it is, is about your personal choice. So you can order kale and, and have it very lean and, and just fruits and veggies, or you could put cheese and bacon on it if you want. So it's really about how you feel that particular day and, and what matters to you in healthy eating. And just to add to that, one of the things I think that the customizable piece really lends to our restaurants and to our, our guests is they truly come in every day. Um, it's astounding. All of us here at Salada go through restaurant training um, when we come on board. And so um, it was very it's it's very fun to watch. And still here, you know, 15 months later, I go into the restaurant I trained in and I still see the same guests every day. So mm -hmm. it's just really neat that we can have that point of differentiation where in a, in a business where we're focused on building sales for our franchisees and our corporate locations, being able to build transactions, right? So when somebody can come and use you, you know, five times a week versus maybe once a month, it really lends to um, their selection of being able to come in and customize and not have the same thing every day, but come to the same place. So what are some of the popular menu items? And when the two of you go there, what are your go-tos? Oh gosh, you know, it's it's because everyone makes it completely different. Um, I, I think the the we are we have a steak product that's brand new. We just rolled out last year that's been really popular because in the past we just had chicken and turkey and and things like that. So adding new items is what gets um our guest attention. But then things as simple as adding blueberries or watermelon in the summer summer gets people really excited because it's not necessarily a menu or a um, recipe we're creating. We're just adding new elements that they have the opportunity to try and, and put on their salads. Yeah, I, I seek out distinct flavors. So I love anything with spice and um, flavor to it. So I gravitate towards our chipotle chicken. Um, and then also uh, we're innovating in, in ways to bring our seafood offering into offering some, some spice there as well. So it's for me, it's, it's being able to go in and, and complement those flavors with really um, the freshest of vegetables. So um, I put really weird things together. So nobody wants to, hear, <laughs> nobody wants to hear my normal, but, but I really get drawn to the spice first. <laughs> our, so, our, uh, our rollout coming out just in a few weeks are actually pickled items. So we have uh, a, a spicy jardinera type of um, promotion coming out that Julie should like. Yes. <laughs> Speaks to my belly. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about that training program that you went through and how do you think it helps you help the franchisees? You know, I, I think it helps in a lot of ways, right? Um, so we just hired a VP of um, IT and he went through restaurant training. And so for each of us to be in our individual disciplines um, and to go into restaurants and, and understand how they should be designed for the operator, how they should be designed for their crew. Um, Britain looked at it from a standpoint of how can I innovate technology to make speed of service better or faster or what have you. And so I think going through that restaurant training helps us get a perspective that the franchisee 
is living every single day, right? And so um, then we can apply it to our area of discipline. Think about the crews, how they they move through the restaurant. Um, so for me in, in development, um, I shouldn't play too much with the, the way that the line is set up, right? We should construct it the same way um, because it really lends to, you know, our labor and it lends to how everything is, is done from prep to close. So who is your customer? Our guests, we've, we've broken it out internally into to three different categories. And it, it's really the first one is, is flavor savers and the people that really come in for true flavors and they want to try different adventurous things with their salad. The second one is busy and balanced. So the, the folks that are, you know, they're on a time schedule, they're, they're career oriented and they need to get out in and out pretty quickly. And our line allows them to do that. And then the third set is fit and fabulous. So the true health conscious, they're coming in and they want all protein for the day or they want to eat really light and healthy. So we we look at it in, in those three segments. So I think you can kind of see that it kind of is, you know, something for everyone, but we look at it in, from that mindset. And to, to add, that's, it's, you think salads and you typically think female. Um, I would like to share that it's really split right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just as many um, male-driven customers or as, as we do female. So it's it's really a, a, a great opportunity to take it into all different types of trade areas. Mm-hmm. So we play well in your central business districts where, you know, traditionally uh, a, a location of ours is in uptown Charlotte. Um, and it has a lot of the, uh, you know, the banking industry and, and what have you. So you walk in at lunchtime and the the, the clientele is majority of men, right? And so uh, then you go into a suburban location and it's the inverse of that. So it's just really cool how the brand can position um, based on those three groupings, but mm-hmm. across female, male, um, and really the age age group is, is, is not limiting at all as well. Well, and, and I would add too that I think it's really interesting is nowadays you see a lot more kids and children and, and teens and, and even us really younger children that, that like salad and are encouraging their parents to go and, and aren't as concerned with a kid's meal, but actually getting a small salad because they've learned and grew up eating healthy. Right. So that's a, definitely a shift from when we were growing up. We wouldn't step foot in a salad restaurant. Right. So I think that just lends to that, that wide demographic. So generationally, you're seeing that the trends will kind of, you'll kind of fall along with the trends of, you know, younger people who are more, I would say, a little more conscious of everything that they're putting into the mouth and where it came from and, and all of that. And that, you know, kind of go along with that. And, um, and are you noticing any kind of trends or things? Is kale out? Are other ingredients are people interested in? Um, are they kind of gravitating away from things or uh, or toward things? I think the thing we're hearing lately is just there's there's such a focus on mental well-being and mental health. And that's actually one of, of um, the topics that's very important to us as a brand. But we're tending to, to talk more about just healthy foods and what fuels your brain and what lessens your anxiety and, and those type of things, because that's what people are talking about. And, and you know, it, it's important to them. And you can get that and achieve that through eating good, clean fruits and vegetables. So I think a little bit more of that tone um, just helps us to relate better to our guests guest in general. So what is that guest experience like? Say I'm walking in the door. What do you hope to create for me and hope that I take away from the experience? 
So just even with starting with the restaurant design, right? So we have to be very nimble to be able to serve our guests that come in and want to dine with us or our guests that have ordered online. So you have two really distinct paths once you enter our restaurant. You're greeted very graciously by our greeter um, and welcomed in. Um, and so the queue of the line for the guest that's building their salad or their wrap in-house, um, it's just it, it the experience of the food being the center point of the design is really, I think, what is the first um, I the first thing that really resonates with a guest is just seeing that fresh line. Everything from the lighting to the angle of the sneeze guard is really thought out from a development standpoint to really showcase that food. So really just welcoming you in and, and, and guiding you through the experience to understand uh, what, what to go with. A lot of people have an idea that they love cucumbers and they're going to always get that. But some of our uh, crew can also point to some flavor profiles that go to Together and make some suggestions based on um, what your order preferences are, especially when it comes to our dressings, challenging people to try different combinations of dressings. So really training our teams to delight the guest in a way that makes it interactive. So you mentioned design. Um, so you're kind of having a little design refresh. Um, so can you talk to me a little bit about what that entails? Certainly. So as Michelle mentioned, we've been around since 2005. Um, our first franchise location was in 2006. So as is very common um, in the restaurant space, you need to update your look uh, to remain um, current and, and above the competition. So the old Mardi Gras look is is what we call it. Um, is was was very beautiful. It was heavy wood. Um, but when looking at the design, uh, when Michelle came on, they went through the the whole redesign of the brand. And so with that redesign of the brand, this refresh program is really intended to take those older restaurants to bring them to what what our current design is. And so it's a refresh program. Uh, we have 45 locations left to refresh this year. Um, and the uh, it's, it's all intended to make the food the center point versus the design elements of the restaurant. So is it a lot lighter in color as compared to the heavy wood and all of that? Yes, it's much brighter in color um, and it's just very clean. One of the things that we hear in our restaurants is how clean our restaurants are. And that starts from the design to the prep to the, the cleanliness and all of the tools that we give our crews on how to, to, to open and close a restaurant on a daily basis. But the design falls right into it. And I think the best way to say it is the design really finally matches the offering that we have. Mm -hmm. um, it it complements it in a way that um, it didn't before. And so we're refreshing those locations to look like our current design. So um, our franchisees have been very excited. Um, we've seen some great um, sales increases due to um, the refreshed locations. So it's, it's, it's compelling. Good. So when you're talking about the franchisees, so what are the things that you look for in a franchisee partner relationship? What we really look for is first is, do they fit those three segments we talked about, fit and fabulous? We really are, are specific to want to find franchisees who are passionate about the product and serving it. Um, our most recent signing franchisee um, is bringing it to her town in DeSoto, Texas. And, and the first thing she said is, I want to bring healthy options into my community. So community, health, and people 
people who are really committed to that and, and passionate about being a member of their community. Of course, you know, restaurant experience is 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 a plus, um, but we don't require it because we do feel like uh, we can train um, our franchisees in the Salada operation. Uh, it's that passion that you need to come with. So, and then there's some financial requirements um, based on, you know, how many locations you want to do that are pretty typical um, with what a lender is looking for. Lenders typically lend up to about 80% of a total project cost. So franchise candidates need to come in with about a 20% liquidity. So, you know, when you we're talking about, you know, the franchisees and, and you know, you, met, you, met, you mentioned cleanliness, and, you know, remember times we obviously know how important that subject has become due to the pandemic. Um, so what are some of the ways that you work with the franchise, with the franchisees to kind of instill particularly issues of food safety and all work while you're working with them? It started with our founder. So Bear Shimoni and our founder from day one, that has been one of his priorities, um, not only just bringing healthy food to guests, but having a spotless environment is what he says. And it's just really ingrained in all of our franchisees, all of our corporate restaurants. And I've been in the industry now for 33 years, and I can truly say I've never worked for a company that has valued cleanliness and safety for our guests more than this one. Um, going through COVID, just put it, you know, on you know, alert by 100, right? Like it did everyone. But I was so proud of our team, uh, not only our internal headquarters, but our franchisees, because it was just of the utmost importance um, for them to help the guests understand that we're still Salada and still going to be as clean as we ever have been. So... And operationally, we have some really great tools that our team um, has put into place, whether it's utilizing technology um, and, and embracing that so that our franchisees can 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 look at their own restaurants and go through the same checks that we do in our restaurants and so enabling them with the technology and the the the, the ability to check their temps and and have that reminder and that schedule throughout the day um, it really empowers them to be able to do it on a on, on their own right and really lead um, within their restaurants to show their crews how important it is not just to Salada home office folks that are visiting, but to them as well as leaders. I think that leads perfectly into another question. How is technology integrated into the brand? Well, we just hired, Julie mentioned, I believe, Britton um, just, just a few months back. He's our vice president of IT, and, and that's been such a focus for us. And bringing him in with his background, he has a restaurant background, and having him come in and, and assure that our company, first and foremost, is as safe as it possibly can be from an IT perspective, but just helping us grow. And, and he's taking a look at our entire tech suite um, that we we rolled out in, in 2019. But um, just looking at that, looking at where we can do things better, looking at different programs and systems, we just shifted our entire system to SharePoint. Um, so getting all of our franchisees and our corporate crew uh, aligned, which is, is not an easy task, because when you change technology, <laughs> especially when you're oh, yeah. talking about individual email accounts and computers, everybody just flips the lid, you know, but but uh, he's done a really amazing job. But tech is is absolutely a priority for us and, and looking at it, you know, all the way from AI to, to different softwares and um, it'll be a focus for us moving forward. And, you know, Britton going through the restaurant training, I love it because he does have a restaurant background. So he 
thinks about everything, how it's going to affect the bottom line. So not only do we have such an innovator in our leading our tech, um, we have a business major who thinks about EBITDA and he thinks about the franchisee's profitability first. And so that to me is was the perfect partner. When we were interviewing and going through the process and, and looking for our Britain, um, that is what spoke to me the most is, is not bringing in a technical leader who's going to not remember the bottom line. It, we're all here to make the unit level economic opportunity for our franchisees stronger. And so every area of our business uh, supports that. And that's pretty neat. And you want something that's going to be problem solving, not something that's going to say, oh, this is a cool tech thing, but it's not going to you know, help me run the business. Right. So, you know, um, obviously, um, you know, the industry has gone through tremendous challenges over the past few years. The pandemic inflation, staffing issues, and supply chain. Um, so how do you work, particularly on the supply chain side, where I would think it would be challenging to make sure that you're getting the freshest ingredients and dealing with shortages and things like that? How, how, do, you, how do you kind of juggle all of that for all of the places? It is a daily activity, um, but I will say we have a really strong senior director in our procurement uh, position, and he just watches it daily. He he is, is just constantly in contact with our distributor, looking at every product. I mean, part of his charge is to find cheaper products that are that are equal quality or higher quality, so we don't skimp on quality whatsoever. So he's looking at it every single day. Um, we work with a third-party firm to audit all of our uh distribution um, invoices so that we can make sure the franchisee is never shorted or they're properly credited. So it, it's a real big focus for us and it's, it's a pretty intense role. And, and uh, he really saved us through COVID and, and watching it on a daily basis. But uh, it's really what you have to do to, to stay ahead of things. Right. So tell me about how the pandemic kind of changed the business, how it kind of uh, evolved from, you know, from your pandemic experiences. You know, I, it, during the time, um, I think it just, we really rallied as a team, our franchise partners. We had a, an advisory council that we were literally on the phone almost every single day talking about what the franchisees were experiencing. How could we help them? The team really rallied together. Uh, we tried different things like a lot of concepts did, putting together like meal kits and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I we really didn't have to keep any of those. We, we really felt that people were still ordering and, and choosing what they wanted. And I, I think we were ahead of the game because we were offering healthy offerings. And I think that became a, became a heightened sense of, of awareness of, of, you know, thinking about your health and, and trying to, to not, you know, become ill and, and he, eating better. So I think that really, um, you know, our brand really lent itself to that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't here during the pandemic. I came afterwards. So, but as a, as a researcher of the brand, as I got into my position and really looked at things, what I saw that the, the team did is they really began to focus on how do you drive sales outside of your four walls, right? And so um, here we are in 2023 and, you know, the world has largely gone back to normal, right? Whatever that means. Um, and our guests are back in our our restaurants, but we're having a banner sales year um, in 2022 as well. Um, and I think a lot of that is attributed to that focus that they went through operationally and marketing wise to gain that 
sale outside of the restaurant. So now with with those sales and those focus, uh, and then our guests coming back, um, really, that's what I historically look at and say, they did that really, really well. Um, and it continues to benefit the system um, today. So if you can, you know, what were some elements of that marketing that you feel was effective in reaching the guests and keeping them and retaining them? We just expressed how clean we, we, we were and everything we were doing, every measure, every safety precaution um, that we had in play. And, and just were very transparent with our guests and telling them exactly what we were doing. We, everyone was masked, of course. And, um, you know, that the, we really hadn't changed. We we're still healthy concept available for you, but we're going to, to take care of our guests as they come through. So I don't know that we really changed what we were doing. We were just very cognizant of, of you know, the world around us and, and how guests perceived things. So yeah, in communication, right? So we have a loyalty program, we have an app, um, and just communicating regularly with our guests through that app is is also a really great way to, to retain those guests and take care of them and welcome them back. And it's very personal to them. Uh, Salada is is a salad kitchen. Um, it's amazing. You 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 think it's just simple, um, but the passion that our guests have for mm-hmm. our system um, and our our locations is is like nothing else I've ever ever experienced. And I've worked at some very iconic brands that you know they think that their brand is is the best, and everybody loves them. I've never seen the passion for our guests the way that they are here, and I think it's through all of the things that we do, whether it's marketing or operations, um, to communicate with them about the offering. So where are you looking to grow and expand the brand? So right now we're in five states. We're in North Carolina, Georgia, uh, Louisiana, Texas, and um, California. And so really when we look at what a natural expansion should look like, we think about supply chain, right? We want to make sure uh, it's not more expensive to get our product there or it's not, you know, not going to be able to get there. So really concentrating on contiguous areas. Um, what I would very easily explain it to be the Sun Belt, right? So let's 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 continue our migration east and west and fill in kind of the holes uh, in between. So um, whether that's Tennessee um, or you know Southern California um, to Arkansas. Uh, and then back to Florida, right? So we we really are just concentrated on the lower uh, portion of the southern portion at this point. Um, and last question: How are you feeling now about the restaurant industry as a whole? Where you know we hopefully have come out of the pandemic, but then there's all these things knocking at us, you know, more inflation and people wanting value and, and, uh, and supply chain and all these things. Um, You know, are you still optimistic about the restaurant space and that, and that people will keep coming out and, um, and feel that they're, that they're getting something back from going into a restaurant these days? I feel really good about the industry as a whole. I think it's really strong and continuing to come back even stronger. Um, Our guests want to interact with us and and restaurants in general. I just read a trend report, a food trend report, and the number one trend was community, meaning people want to get back in the community first and and visit with restaurants. Uh, And that was that was on their, you know, top of their mind. So I I feel really, really good about it. And I'm really excited about what Julie's bringing to our brand. And we have such great interest in in developing and expanding with new franchise partners. So I think this is our year uh, here and beyond. So I'm really happy about it. 
And, you know, everybody talks about supply chain and inflation and what have you. And sometimes I think those are excuses um, to not have to do better. And one of the things I'm most proud of is what we're doing on the development end. And we brought everything in-house. Um, we actively help our franchisees manage their construction process, manage their vendors, manage the entire process. Because as you know, in development, time is money, right? Delays equal loss of sales. And so we are very focused on that. But also what our goal is, um, by sourcing different materials, um, you know, we're really driving down the development costs. So supply chain and inflation aside, put that aside. We still need to do that job every day, uh, where, again, our job is to strengthen that unit level economics. And we are doing that every day. Um, and so that's really exciting. So I can't wait um, for 2024 when I can publicly <laughs> tell people how much we saved. Uh, <laughs> that whole, you know, Federal Trade Commission uh, keeping me um, from being able to brag about it until then. But um, um, we're really being able to see, yeah, the silly rules, but really being able to drive down those costs. And, and what's really cool when these existing or when new franchise candidates want to talk um, to us, I can't tell them about all those great things. But now we have such great grand brand ambassadors in our existing franchisees. Um, they uh, candidates can't believe how much they're willing to talk with them and share. And so they'll be able to tell them about all the great savings we're we're we're, we're doing for them this year. Perfect. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you.